Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning, the final from Fenway Park in Boston. It's the Boston Red Sox 7, the Cleveland Guardians 1. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And the start of the game was interesting. Well, the first, uh, I don't know, what would you say, five innings? Well, Logan Allen on the mound was interesting, and then, boy, the Red Sox really run away with this thing, uh, scoring multiple runs in the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning to grab that seven to one lead. And you know, as far as as far as the Guardians' offense goes, man, four hits on the day, and uh, Rick from Austin sums it up pretty well in an email that says one word: boring. Yeah, Rick. It, it really was, right? Once once Logan Allen came out of this game, uh, Sandlin and Peyton Bannerfield get blown up, and it it was the offense gave you nothing. Nothing. They didn't even draw a walk. I think, was Andres Jimenez hit by a pitch again in this one? That's the only, uh, it's the only other base runner besides the four hits. So, yeah. Kind, kind of boring. Kind of boring, this one. Uh, but the big storyline, the top storyline, is Logan Allen, uh, you know, with another solid start. And that's what we're going to sink our teeth into here. Uh, on the other side, Sale Sale was pretty good. Sale said it was the best he felt, the best start he's had all season. He goes six in the third, three hits, one earned run, no walks, five strikeouts on 98 pitches. He's only hard hit four times. Meanwhile, battling him, the rookie, who says he definitely looks up to Sale as a left-handed pitcher in the league, does a decent job of matching him. Five innings pitched, has to work a little harder. Throws 104 pitches over five innings, as opposed to Sale, who goes into the seventh on only 98 pitches. Because uh, two walks will will add up to that pitch count, right? Gives up four hits, two earned runs, two walks, gets the eight strikeouts. No home runs on 104 pitches. He's also only hard hit four times. So both lefties were kind of in control in this one. And it's it's a dumb, stupid Boston double in the fifth inning that, uh, that really kind of sinks the day for Logan Allen. It, Jaron Duran hits this bloop. 63.3 mile per hour exit velocity. 47 degree pop-up behind third base. Has a 210 expected batting average, but it does that dumb Boston thing where it bounces into the stands where they cut over in left field and ends up with a ground rule double. So uh, it puts him in a real tough spot. He strikes out Emmanuel Valdez, so he he's fighting, but now he's got the top of the order. The third time they're facing him. And Verdugo gets a single. And uh, drives in both runs. He then strikes out Justin Turner. Walks Ref Snyder, but strikes out Devers to get out of it with two men on. So it was a hell of a battle from Logan Allen. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Verdugo did a great job. Uh, you know, his third time up facing him. Uh, struck him out the first time. But this third time, he figured out the one way he's going to get uh, these runs home. And I believe in this fifth inning, does he go to the opposite field? 
Um, let me see if I can find this matchup here. Yes, Allen is working him, you know, away the entire time. In fact, most of the lefties he was working away the entire time. Misses with a fastball high and away. Uh, gets him to foul off a sweeper down at the knees. And then tries to drop a change up, the split change on him at the knees. Off on the edge of the plate. It's a good pitch. And there's literally only one thing he can do with that. And that's try to shoot it through the left side uh, of the infield. And that's that's what happens. He works. He finds the hole. And uh, two runs come in to score. And, you know, Allen, looking at the illustrator and looking at his pitch, pitch mix uh, against the left-handed batters, he was pretty, pretty exclusively middle of the plate to the to the glove side away. Pretty much working away. There are a few sweepers, a few backdoor sweepers or inside sweepers that he throws to uh, to the lefties. Uh, does challenge him inside Devers once. One fastball that he challenges him inside for a called strike it, to start the at-bat in the fifth inning. His final strikeout, his final batter. He finally comes inside with one fastball to start the at-bat and gets it through for a called strike. Everything else is away. So it's going to be interesting to see. Verdugo clearly makes the adjustment here in the fifth inning and shoots it in the left field. It's going to be interesting to see, right? This is a league of adjustments. So if I were a left-handed hitter, the next the next left-handed hitter that had to face Logan Allen, right? In five days from now. If I saw this and I saw, look, he's going to pound me away, I would say screw pulling the ball. Screw anything on the inside of the plate. Screw pulling the ball. I'm going to sit and I'm going to drive one of these sweepers out into left field. That would be my entire plan of attack. That would be my entire day. Would be driving a sweeper into left field. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if if they do that and they have success, then what adjustment does Logan Allen make back off of that? Does he start coming inside and pound some fastballs inside more? Right? It's a game of adjustments. So it worked today. It's a very good start. There's no denying that. Even though he takes the loss, he gives up two runs over five innings. It's a good start. We'll see what kind of adjustments are made against him from left-handed hitters and then what kind of adjustments he can make back off of that. So I want to get into some individual matchups here. I just want to get into Logan Allen a little bit more. Uh, Against the right-handed batters, he did... uh, He was working the arm side of the plate, so he was leaving them outside mostly, although he would pound that slider or that sweeper down and in to the right-handed batters, which you see a lot from lefties. But a lot of change-ups, a lot of change-ups that kind of hang outside here, um, and it's effective for him. So two things. One, he strikes out the side at one point in this game. I believe it was the uh, the fourth inning where he, uh, where he, nope, yes, the fourth inning where he strikes out the side. And he's going through a tough part of the order, too. I think it's four, five, six in their lineup. Devers, Yoshida, and Arroyo. So that's huge. I also just want to talk Devers versus Logan Allen because clearly the toughest hitter he has to face in this lineup is Rafael Devers, right? Devers is an all-star MVP candidate. Like this guy is going to be one of the toughest left-handed matchups that Logan Allen is going to have to face 
in baseball, right? Not just even the American League, in baseball. So how does it go against Devers? So his first at-bat, again, working him away, starts him off with a four-seam fastball up and away that he misses with, comes back with a sweeper in the zone that he fouls off down at the knees, tries to go back up high with a four-seam fastball, and he fouls that off, tries to get him to chase outside with a sweeper but misses way away with it. Finally, comes back with that split change I don't think this is exactly a location he would want to throw this pitch again. It was up and away, and Devers grounds out, tries to pull it. Remember what I said about going the opposite way? Well, Devers here in the zip bat tries to pull a changeup up and away. Doesn't seem like a good approach from Devers here. And uh, ends up grounding out to first base. Hits at 72.5 miles per hour. So clearly, you know, maybe off the end of the bat or something, does not, does not square this one up. And grounds out to first base. Uh, actually flips it to Allen covering. So, uh, yeah, so he's working him away. But that changeup up, uh, probably not a great approach from Allen. And then Devers has a terrible swing on it. All right, so what happens in this fourth inning where Devers comes up to lead off the inning again? This time he's staying down. Allen's got his pitches down, and he's got that sweeper working. Throws him one of those inside sweepers I was talking about that he swings through for a strike. If I remember correctly, took a Pretty mighty swing on this one. Then comes uh, with a sweeper that sweeps way across the plate. Really breaks outside. And uh, gets him to swing through it for strike two. Tries a four-seam fastball outside and he misses away with it. Uh, Tries another sweeper, but this one goes in the dirt and he lays off it. So it's back to a 2-2 count. Then he attacks him with a sweeper in the zone. uh, Gets him to swing through it for strike three. This one had the most horizontal break of any of the four sweepers in the at-bat. So it stays in the strike zone. It's at the knees. It's on the outside edge of the plate. Does a pretty good job at hitting that corner and gets Devers to swing through it. So instead of that high changeup, comes with that low sweeper and uh, gets the strikeout of a pretty good hitter. All right. Uh Next at bat, let's keep going through this fourth inning because this is where he would strike out the side and uh, he's just filthy to Yoshida. Uh, Hits the zone with a sweeper for strike one. Yoshida doesn't take the bat off his shoulder. Hits him with another sweeper at the knees for strike two. Doesn't take the bat off the shoulder and then drops one at the shins low way in a way and Yoshida swings through it for strike three. So rough approach from Yoshida who... Has had a pretty good series putting balls off the green monster. That like clearly that's Yoshida's approach is to go the opposite way and put balls off the green monster and hit doubles off the green monster. Even when uh, you know earlier in the C- series, Quan is throwing him out at second base. That's that's Yoshida's approach at Fenway. And the uh, guy's gonna have a lot of doubles playing in this park. And uh, this one, he just for some reason doesn't take the bat off his shoulder for those first two pitches, which are in the zone, and then goes and chases one low and away. So Yoshida strikes out. Now he's got to face a righty uh, and Christian Arroyo. Uh, and here's where you see the change in approach. Tries to throw him a, a splitter that he follows off. This one at least is down at the knees and on the out, uh, outside edge of the plate to the right-handed batter. He fouls it off. Comes, pumps a fastball in uh, at the knees again. Gets it in for a called strike, 92.9. It's probably one of his harder four-seam fastballs on the entire day. Uh, let's see here. What did he max? No, he maxed out at 93.4. So so close. It was above average for the day for him. Uh, almost at 93 there. 
then tries to throw the sweeper. I said he would throw that uh, sweeper towards those righty's feet, but he misses in the dirt with this one. So it's a 1-2 count. And then leaves the split change low and away off the strike zone. And Arroyo goes out and extends the strike zone and chases it for strike three. Strikes out the side on some pretty filthy pitches right there from Logan Allen. So that was impressive. I think we were all impressed with that inning. He starts to get in trouble in the fifth. He's battling. He's got two men on. Devers comes up again, and I love this at-bat. Starts. This is the four-seam fastball. This is the one four-seam fastball they throw inside to a lefty, and he gets it through for a called strike because you know what Devers is looking for. He's looking for that sweeper. He throws him on the next pitch, a sweeper, leaves it, uh, gets too much of the plate, but he fouls it off. Throws him another one way off the plate that he extends and chases and fouls off. So if he's fighting to stay alive now, he's in an 0-2 hole, and he's probably figuring trying to figure out how he's going to solve Logan Allen. Uh, throws him another sweeper way off the plate away, and he lays off it now. Uh, throws him one kind of in the dirt on the outside edge of the plate, and he lays off it, so he's worked it back to a 2-2 count. He's looking sweeper. He has to be, because Logan Allen paints a absolute filthy four-seam fastball on the outside edge to Raphael Devers, and he just cannot take the bat off his shoulder. Called out, strike three, and an amazing... I mean, Devers is just absolutely frozen at the plate. He 100% thought he was getting another sweeper on this pitch, and Logan Allen just absolutely freezes him with a perfectly painted four-seam fastball on the outside edge. It's his final batter, and it might be my favorite pitch sequence uh, of all the strikeouts, of eight strikeouts. This final batter, the eighth strikeout... And I love this pitch sequence. You really got a guy thinking sweeper, sweeper, sweeper. And then, boom, you just lock him up with that four-seam fastball. So it's good stuff from Logan Allen. Like we said, he does give up two runs in this inning. But pretty awesome stuff here, striking out Devers to get out of it. Uh, So the sweeper was the pitch he went to the most. 45 times, 39 four-seam fastballs, and 19 split change. Uh, there's one cutter mixed in here, according to StatCast. Uh, I don't know if it was an attempt at a cutter from Logan Allen or if it just was a sweeper that he didn't that didn't sweep, maybe. Let's say that much. Um, so I don't have the... Uh, they don't have the movement yet on him. They haven't recorded enough data. Uh, for some reason, they don't have the vertical break and the horizontal break on those pitches. So I can't tell how different that cutter was uh, from the sweeper. Uh, I can by speed. It was an 87-mile-per-hour pitch, and when the sweeper usually averages 78.8. So it's a big difference between that four-seam fastball at almost 92 and that sweeper at almost 79. That's a big difference in speed right there. Uh, so the sweeper was uh, his most effective pitch, uh, 33% CSW on it, nine whiffs on 27 swings, a 33% whiff rate, six called strikes with it, uh, the fastball was mostly getting him called strikes. Only one whiff on a fastball, but nine called strikes. Uh, two of them in that Devers at bat. Uh, so it's a 26% CSW on that pitch, a 28% CSW total on the day. But the other thing was adding 28 foul balls. So he was keeping them off balance. They couldn't square him up. I mean, they only put four sweepers in play. They fouled off 14 of them, which really helps you stay ahead in counts. Really helps you battle. Uh, so I thought that was impressive 
uh, from Logan Allen. You know, the one thing I didn't look at before recording was the uh, count breakdown. Was he working ahead? Yeah, for the for the most part, uh, there's still eight batters that he you know, he starts off uh, one and zero, as opposed to let's see, eleven, twelve, thirteen batters that start off zero and one. So, all right, working working ahead for the most part. A lot of uh, one two counts, a lot of two two counts. Uh, not many. Only one batter goes two zero. Only one batter goes three zero. I think that was the first in the first inning, if I'm not mistaken. I I want to say that was uh, it was like the second batter of the game, Justin Turner. Yeah, they got the two o three o three one, and finally a full count. Uh, it ends up flying out to right field. So the second batter of the game, he falls behind on two o three o. Everybody else, he's in pitcher's counts for most of this game. So just a really impressive, really impressive start from Logan Allen in this one and continues to prove that he belongs at this level. Right after we were so disappointed in Plesak in game two of this series, uh, it's nice to see Allen pitch and have, you know, this kind of success early in his career. I, I think we've got a really good pitcher on our hands here in Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee. I, these guys might not give up their rotation spots. I, I know Frank Kona loves them. They might not. I mean, when McKenzie comes back, when Savali comes back, I think McKenzie threw a bullpen session, I heard. So McKenzie's close. Uh, I know there's a, there's a time limit on it because of the 60-day IL uh, where he literally can't come back before a date later in May. But as far as being physically ready to go, he might be close. I don't think that's going to be to replace Logan Allen or Tanner Bybee. I don't. I mean, Plesek and Quantrill have to be looking at each other in the clubhouse going, we're fighting for this last rotation spot now. Uh, these young guys aren't aren't going anywhere. This isn't just a you know a one-week, two-week call-up for these young guys. They might legitimately be the anchors of this rotation. And with Bieber's contract situation, you know, two, three years from now, it, it could be it could be a Logan Allen or a Tanner Bybee. Pitching on opening day. Yeah, maybe McKenzie. We'll see. McKenzie's still got a long way to go here in this rotation. So uh, it hasn't been part of the conversation yet. He will be. McKenzie will be. All right. Uh, So, yeah, offensively, it's an absolute garbage day from the Guardians. Uh, Quan with the double in the sixth inning. Ahmed Rosario actually shoots one through to right field. Uh, Actually, with a good at bat. I mean, Ahmed Rosario really battles... In this sixth inning, uh, after Quan, of course, Quan has a good at bat. Um, he ends up a six pitch at bat for Quan. Finally, takes a slider, lefty on lefty, takes a slider at the knees. Uh, and I'm guessing Sale probably would have either wanted this pitch a little more outside or dropped it down below the knees because Quan goes down and gets it, uh, shoots it into uh, a ground ball, it pulls it, yeah, that's right, down the right field line uh, to Verdugo out there in right field. And ends up with a double on it. Uh, doesn't hit it hard, but gets it past a diving first baseman. Uh, and then uh, Ahmed Rosario comes up and actually works an, a seven-pitch at bat. Uh, is able to foul off a slider that normally would strike him out on the sixth pitch of the at bat. A slider down and away. I'm surprised it took Sale so long to go to the slider down and away. Because we all know 
He starts off 0-2 on two called strikes. Now, one of them was a four-seam fastball that was way too high. And then he just goes into protect mode and just starts fouling things off like crazy. After a pitch over his head for, you know, make it a 1-2 count on the third pitch of the at-bat, fouls off a four-seam fastball and fouls it off away to the right side. He's like behind this fastball every time. Fouls it off, fouls off the fifth pitch, a high fastball, goes down and gets this slider, actually goes outside of the zone and makes contact here at least, and fouls off this slider. And then finally gets a four-seam fastball way away, way up and away. Uh, this is like three or four baseballs off the plate. And uh, it's a 95.2 mile power fastball up there. And he's able to just punch it into right field. And Quan comes in to score. And then on a bad throw, Ahmed Rosario ends up on second. And I mean, this was really the game here. Because they had a chance. They absolutely had a chance to tie this game up. You got three, four, five up with a runner on second base and nobody out. And they can't bring him home. They can't do it. Ramirez flies out to right field, deep to right field. Uh, Ahmed Rosario moves up to third. Josh Bell gets absolutely handcuffed on a weird pitch that he swings super late on and just hits a dribbler in front of the plate. And then Oscar Gonzalez would ground out hard, 97.6, but it's a ground out to end things. And, I mean, if they could have tied the game up here, maybe it makes a difference. Connor Wong absolutely mashes a home run off of... uh, off of uh, uh, Sandlin, who came in in relief, and uh, you know jumps out to a 4-2 lead, and they just kind of ran away with it. No way. Statcast, oh man. You know, you've heard me talk about the Would It Dong uh, Twitter account, about would a home run be a home run in what park? Statcast, I, I have not seen this yet, so it literally must have happened today. Stackcast now has that data. Right next to the home run by Connor Wong, 30 out of 30 ballparks, this would have been a home run. Where this ball would have been a home run or not. That's the new number on Stackcast. It's right there on the scoreboard, right at the end of the at-bat. Let me tell you something. Jose Ramirez's fly ball that he flies out to Verdugo uh, in deep right field would have been a home run in 18 different ballparks. Ramirez hits this thing uh, 97.3 miles per hour. 37 degree launch angle. 357 out to right field. and only had a 140 expected batting average. But in 18 of 30 ballparks, including progressive field, this actually goes as a home run. Man, that's that's wild. I can't believe Statcast has it. But not a home run, unfortunately, in Fenway. And Verdugo took a... A weird route got turned around, uh, but makes the catch, and Rosario can only move up on this on the fly ball. So they had a chance in that sixth inning, but they just can't get it done, and just boring for the rest of the game. I mean, they just got shut down uh, for the rest of the game. They go one two. Oh, they don't go one two three. I'm sorry. Arias does have a single, uh, but then Naylor pinch hitting grounds out uh, in the seventh inning. They do go one two three uh, in the eighth, the top of the lineup. And then in the ninth inning, they go 1-2-3 as well to shut things down. And at that point, the game was pretty much out of hand at 7-1. to uh, Field came in in relief and was terrible, throwing everything high. Four walks for Badenfield. And, I, you know, I was impressed with Badenfield's first start. Yeah, even his first two starts were pretty good. 
But, man, the walks have really hurt him. So his first start against the Yankees, no walks, three strikeouts. Only gives up four hits. It's a 0.86 whip. It's good. It's a good, you know, decent start. He doesn't last through the fifth inning, right? They pull him after four and two-thirds. But it's, it's a good start. Two runs, only one earned. Then in the next start against the Tigers, does take the loss. Gives, he only gives up one earned run on a solo home run. But three walks, so you're starting to see uh, some trouble on the base paths. Then in the next start against the Rockies, four walks. Uh, all right, now things are looking pretty rough. Gives up four runs in this one, takes another loss. And then in this relief appearance, four walks as well, and only two innings pitched. So that's 11 walks. Uh, if you if you he's 11 walks and 14 strikeouts. If you take away that first start against the Yankees, it's 11 walks and 11 strikeouts in his last three appearances. Not good enough to pitch at the major league level. You cannot have that one to one strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, so Bannerfield has got to figure out how to get in the zone and cut down on these walks. All right, that's all my thoughts on this one. We have got to stop losing series. We've got to stop. It is going to add up if we keep playing baseball like this. You've got to, it's okay to lose a game, but you got to start winning some series. We lost the series to Boston 2 to 1. We lost the series to Colorado 2 to 1. We lost the series to Miami 2 to 1. We lost the series to Detroit 2 to 1. The last series we won was the Washington Nationals. So yeah, we've only won the opening series against Seattle, the next series against Oakland. We lose the series of Seattle at home. We lose the series of the Yankees and Washington. Three series in the entire season so far for the month of April. That's all we're able to win. It's not good enough. It's not. We're hanging in there right now with Minnesota. We're. This is what I kind of, I kind of said. Don't be surprised if they get off to a slow start. I, I kind of unfortunately called this. Two games under 500, 13 and 15. I, I kind of warned you before the season started. Don't be surprised if they get off to a slow April. They, they kind of tend to do that. There's still plenty of time. Plenty of time to turn this thing around. And the easiest way to do that is just go one series at a time. Go win the series. You got a shot here against the Yankees, right? Of, of course they're dealing with injuries. Um, And so you, you got a chance. Who knows what the weather's going to be again? Uh, the terrible weather day. Uh, terrible day for baseball out there in this one in Boston. But they got the game in at least. And hey, it's even for both sides. I don't even want to hear that as an excuse. It's even for both sides, terrible weather. So we'll see how many games they get in against the Yankees but uh, with the weather that they're expecting. But just just focus on this. Win this series. Do what you got to do. We got some good pitching matchups coming up in this one at least. Um, we've got uh, Quantrill going up against Herman uh, to kick things off tonight. Then it gets fun. Tanner Bybee goes against Cole, who's 5-0 and with a 111 ERA. That's going to be tough for Bybee. But what a matchup between two righties there. And then Bieber against Schmidt uh, to finish off the series. So you like having Bybee and uh, Bieber to finish off the series. It's, we'll see what, Quant- what we get from Quantrill. Like I said, him and Plesek are kind of battling for that fifth spot in the rotation once McKenzie comes back. So... Uh, we're going to need to start being impressed by one of those two uh, to hold on to that spot. Otherwise, Savali might slide in there again when he gets back. Uh, Savali can be a really good regular season starter, despite getting blown up by the Yankees in the playoffs last year. He can be a good regular season starter. 
All right, uh, that's all my thoughts on this one. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. Again, the final from Fenway. We lose the series. Final on this one, 7-1 to Boston. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Spotify. You go to the link in the show notes. You can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play it back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. We'll be right back.